Good evening, everybody. I hope you have all been very well. I hope you have had a blissful week, even though it's very, very, very cold. Um, welcome to the Conseil Podcast. Welcome to your step-by-step guide on how to live your best life. I know I didn't do my intro the way I usually do it, but that's because today's episode isn't exactly scripted. So it's going to be a very, very interesting episode. And I'm so excited because this is the last episode of season one. It has been a very interesting season so many ups and downs behind the scenes and it's it's been one that i'm never going to forget definitely because they say you never forget your first right excuse me so yeah i first of all want to apologize for having delayed this episode for so long i've been dealing with a lot of things um the past two weeks have exams and just a lot of stuff which we'll probably get to talk about in future maybe but yeah today is the last episode for the podcast after that season two is going to come out about a month from now and it's going to be so much fun i have so much planned for that season and i'm so excited what i have planned for this episode is going to be um a bit emotional but it's also going to be one that i feel is very very worth talking is that english sure very very worth mm. nah fam that is not english <laughs> anyway um today's episode is going to be really emotionally overwhelming that's the disclaimer and um um it's taken me a very long while to actually open up about what i'm going to open up about Ish. Is that English? Hey, guys. See, this is proof enough for you that this episode is not scripted. Because I'm literally saying things from the top of my head. But, um... To be very honest with you... Yeah, it's very... It's it's definitely going to be an emotional episode. But good emotions, not bad ones. We're not focusing on negatives. We're ending this season on a very positive note. So... We're going to have a story time, and after the story time, I'm going to share with you my um, my relationship with God, how it has been, and why it's been the most one of the most special relationships I have, and where my head is at right now. Yeah, so let's get into it. So... Um, the story, for this story time, I'm going to take you guys back to when I was young, and we're gonna work our way back to date. And <clears throat> so, basically, I'm going to share with you guys the story of my experience with sexual abuse and how long it took for me to realize that I was being sexually abused what it did to me and also where my head is at right now so yeah it's 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 going to be that kind of talk um the reason I'm sharing this story is inspired by um, a certain level of um, what's the word okay I've forgotten the word that I'm supposed to use but to cut the long story short the reason why I'm doing this is because I've I feel like it's really important to share some of these stories and how they impact not only you as the person affected but all the other people around you what it can do for you in the future and what 
the consequences are so i'm sharing this as an informative i'm sharing this as a piece of informative advice and a share my story type of thing as well as um i guess speaking out about such a topic so yeah um okay so the year is 2007 before then um for those of you that don't know i'm an only child so my parents um <clears throat> were were very uh, very busy people they were working a lot and i'm so grateful for them i love them so so much so because of that they couldn't you know um always be available because they're working so um they decided you know what we're gonna have a someone come over and take care of you when we're not around so basically a babysitter so um the first babysitter i had was an amazing person and even up to now i love her to death because she's I owe I owe I owe a lot to that person, genuinely. She had been taking care of me from I think as far back as twenty zero two up until twenty zero seven. And she literally in a way actually raised me. So many things have raised me, but she's definitely one of them. And um so there was a point where she decided to move out because she was getting older and yeah, she needed to move out. So my parents decided, okay, fine, well, we're still very busy. We need to call someone else to take care of you. And this is where, um, I, I, I guess, things started to change. Because the person who had come over was older than me. And because I had already like built a relationship with that person... I was kind of trying to build the same relationship with this person because I assumed that it would be the same. Friendly as she was, she was very friendly. She was very friendly in the beginning. And now... This is a point where it kind of began to change because this person started becoming manipulative. And um, so she... She, she did some things to me. She would invite me to her room. She would um, undress me, touch me, and everything. Now, I feel like the darkest thing about this is the fact that... Um, I was seven at the time. This person was doing this and was convincing me that what was going on was okay. So, basically, in my head, I thought that what was happening was okay. This went on for a while and as time went on our, the this the things between me and this person started to get very complicated we would have she would become violent we were arguing a lot and and it, it just became it became somewhat toxic now that was <clears throat> i'd like to say i was still an innocent child at the time because I didn't know what was happening in my head I was just like okay and you could tell I could tell that this person you could tell that this person doesn't like this kid like this kid is annoying me and I don't like this kid type of vibe so um, she 
and this went on for quite a while let's say in 2003 she was with us i think up until 20 2009 2009 thereabout um so um now my parents i need to make mention my parents didn't know i was being sexually abused until very recently that should just be made clear and it's not their fault i chose not to tell them um the only time they found out was in 2014 and we're going to get to that so basically um we're now in 2009 she hates me we've been having problems and there have been problems around the house and stuff and so my mom kind of got upset with her and sent her away another person came back she was also um very friendly but also um manipulative by the way all these people are very distant people very distant relatives but that's besides the point so um with the second person that came she was a much more friendly person she was very friendly but again she was also very manipulative it was a situation where like um if as long as you do this for me i'll i'll stay quiet and i will continue to be your babysitter and we'll all be good that was the vibe with the second person the first person was more like manipulated you do this for me but then um i guess because i was an annoying little kid not because I, I, I genuinely was ask anyone who's met me when i was young they know how annoying i was <laughs> because of that she got frustrated and she kind of hated me for it so that's the second person the second person there wasn't any fallout between me and the second person she was genuinely nice but it's sad that she also was manipulative and would do that to me as well so she didn't help she just continued with it and she was very um deliberate with it as well like when i think back at it like it was that kind of thing where for the first one she was laying her hands on me she was somewhat forcing me with the second person uh, i guess you could say that she was because at this point it had become a habit and i guess for her she was it was more like she was encouraging it she she was encouraging it more so it wasn't like forceful it was just like yeah you do it it's okay even though it's not okay um so now this has been going on for a while and the year now is 20 2012 yeah this the year is now no 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 no. it's now 2011 she's left she decided to leave it was just like you know what i'm leaving and at, 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 at this point um it's been um hold on it's been four years now four years of sexual abuse that in my head i thought was okay when it wasn't because i was manipulated into thinking that it was so at this point i'm just like okay this is how the world works this is completely normal i i i guess everybody does it 2011 2012 a new person comes in again who is also older than me and this one was sort of like the first person who abused me but a bit worse because this person was one who i also 
would go as far to say that I also didn't like because we were fighting a lot. I'm, I'm not gonna lie, we were fighting a lot. And nine times out of ten, she would beat me more than I did her because for me it was more like I was defending myself. I remember because she was. I was a, I was a very small person growing up. She was a whole lot bigger than me. So nine times out of ten, every time we fought, she would always one-up me or hurt me more. And the sexual abuse also did continue. But for her, I feel like that one was more, a bit more... For the third person, it wasn't, it wasn't sexual abuse more. It was just like battering. I don't know if battering is the right word, but it was more like... It was more violent than it was sexual abuse. There was more violence in that, with that person. And like I said, these people were being, were coming home under the assumption that I was being taken care of. My parents were bringing these people around under the assumption that I was being taken care of. They didn't know that I was being sexually abused. And I need to make mention of this again. Up until this point, my parents don't know that I'm being sexually abused. And in my head, I also don't know that what is happening to me because I'm used to thinking at this point I'm used to thinking that this is normal so the year is 2012 um, my mom realizes how violent the relationship between me and the third person is and so she was like okay yeah y'all are fighting too much you need to go so she left and At this point, um, I'm so used to it that I really, really had um, gotten so used to it, it's almost like it became a part of me. So the year is now 2013. I'm at a stage of adolescence and I start to discover what my body is capable of doing um at this point I'm so used to this I became extremely lustful like I feel like 2013 to 2014 was the time I was at my most toxic as a human being. Yeah, those two years, 2013 and 2014, were the years when I was at my most toxic as a human being. Aside from the overly being lustful and other things, other demons that I was dealing with at the time. Um, so... 2013 another person comes in and with this person I would say that it's it's more my fault this time than it is this other person even though that they are older than me this person um, it, it, we had a shaky start to our friendship but but as time went on and we reconciled it our friendship got better but to bring you to the point where my parents found out and this is the darkest point of the story I feel because of the circumstances under which my parents found out so it's an it's a it's a net it's I don't know what day it is but it's in the evening and um <clears throat> I'm in this uh, it's in the evening and I woke up I went to this person's room 
actually so what happened was to give you a bit more context so this person had um to some extent known why the other people before me had left so now i guess she she invited me that night to her room and at this point i'm like oh, okay so um that night lord knows what would have happened if my parents hadn't stepped in so um, my my parents woke up that night i don't know how but for some reason they just woke up and felt the need to check up on me they found i was in my room they found i was in her room long story short that night did not go very well and the weeks that followed it was extremely toxic it was extremely bad after that point my parents became so overprotective and i'm glad that they were at this point i had an in-depth conversation with my mom about what happened and emotional as that conversation was um when she realized what had happened it was very 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 heartbreaking once i had realized at this point what had been going on what had been happening to me and how how devastating it was i went into a state of panic and anxiety and what this led to was me having a very very deep fear of women for the next 4 to 5 years that followed and at this time if you left me in a room with a female who is older than me i would have deep anxiety and fear and it was very very bad i only got over that fear of women in 2017 um at this point um at this point in 2017 my parents have toned down a little bit but they still are very protective i was this is the point where i should have gone for therapy but my parents were so overprotective i felt that there wasn't a need they felt that there wasn't a need for therapy and basically my family was my therapy and that's why i love my family so much because even regardless of what had happened they were still there for me they still loved me and they still saw me as the same person like it was it's something that i really don't take for granted now because my family has been there for me for so long <clears throat> um so after that fallout back in 2014 um friends had uh, uh, not friends sorry um the bit of the rumors started to spread amongst family but then there wasn't that they didn't spread as much someone else had come in and at this point I've become afraid but then at least that had stopped the habit had stopped because of the fear I had which is a very weird thing to say now that I think about it but yeah so um the year is now 2017 I've finished high school and and 2018 is a year when i was in my first relationship which is an amazing relationship i'm not even going to lie it really was and yeah that didn't go so well second relationship in 2020 didn't go so well um so after 2018 I would say that th- 
that lust which I had buried because of my fear had somewhat come back. And it came back in a different form in that while I would be attracted to females, while I would be, you know, um, yeah, attracted to females, the fear or rather the trauma of what had happened would stay and would and because of that I would always withdraw from um I would say sometimes relationships or even just genuinely making a move on a girl because of that like um this is a point where like even if I was attracted to a girl and a girl liked me back and maybe we hit it off on a good note suffice to say I wouldn't get overly intimate with this person because every time I would the reminder of what had happened would come in and I'm like yeah I, I can't do this and it went like that for quite a bit um given everything that had happened the past couple of months talking about it and un, un unplugging that side of me through therapy has made me feel more um sorry about the noise in the background but it has made me feel more comfortable to talk about this because um it's something that i had buried in me for so long and I know a lot of the people who are listening to this did did not know about this about me well now you do um it's I feel like this entire period has been a learning curve for me and um the reason again why I've shared this story with you is because for starters I know for sure there are people who have been in the space that I'm in and them hearing this, I know for a fact, would help them feel better about their situation because me hearing about other people's stories through this period has made me feel better about my situation. And also because I'm speaking out on this. And I know that sexual abuse is still something that happens a lot. And so my only advice to people, especially people who have younger siblings or younger children, or someone who is close to you who is younger than you, make sure you protect them. Like... It's, it's really important that you protect those who are closest to you. Genuinely, I also feel like it's important for us to know, to be very careful with the people who we can trust in our lives. It's, it's very easy to put trust into the wrong person. It's very, very easy to trust the wrong person. So, that's really why I chose to share this story um, and also because I feel like it's something that's long overdue like genuinely it's something that I've been so tired of keeping inside me especially because psychologically I got so screwed up without even realizing how psychology is psych- English guys shot sure. without me realizing how psychologically damaging that experience that experience was it was only until i got psychosocial counseling that i realized that the way i've been socializing with people isn't right and so after learning all of this from counseling and therapy and just hearing other people's stories it inspired me to want to share my own story 
and just do my best to speak out against such acts because it's something that for me personally I wouldn't want to wish on any other person I really wouldn't but that's my that's my very very long and unfortunate story that's besides the point like I said this is the last episode and so I very much apologize that you had to hear that but like I said the reason why I'm sharing this isn't for us to mope about it and for us to 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 be sad about it and be emotional I did say it's emotionally overwhelming regardless of how emotionally overwhelming it is I want you to know that the state I'm in right now is a state that I'm so grateful for. I am okay. I am very much okay. I am healthy and I am comfortable with where I am right now. I'm in a stage of acceptance and I'm enjoying it. So I'm giving you that assurance that I am okay. Moving on to something different. Um, now I want to share with you how my relationship with God has been over the past years and my relationship with God has also been one that's been very very interesting so you know how like and and I feel like me sharing my my relationship with God to you guys is something that is inspired by Lombe Posa um, I once watched a YouTube video of her and how she built her relationship with God. So it inspired me to share how I built my relationship with God as well. And it's going to be a very interesting one. So, um, I'm a Catholic. I'm a very, very staunch Catholic. I love the fact that I'm a Catholic and I love the fact that I'm Christian even more. Um... And I've gotten, and I'm so, and I count myself lucky to have been able to pray to different churches and have so many friends who pray from different churches. I have friends who are Jehovah's Witnesses. I have friends who are Seventh Day Adventists. Who I have friends who are UCZ Evangelical Church. Like I have friends who are in almost every denomination, and it makes me so happy because I get to pick different lessons from each of these people. That kind of help me understand Christianity a whole lot more so growing up I've always I've grown up growing up under a Catholic household um, in, being encouraged to go to church and everything it's, it's, it was an amazing it's been it, going to church is one of the best things that I love about my life like going like genuinely I love going to church so um, but it wasn't always that case I, when I was younger when I was a child sometimes I felt like going to church was like a forced thing like going to school yeah but then I, I, I the year is now 2013 I'm taking us back to 2013 a man comes to comes on Sunday to, to our house and apparently this person is recruiting youth to be a part of the youth ministry at church so I'm like do I have to anyway sure fine let me let's go let's let's see what this is about so we go so I go to church and it's and I'm the youngest there everyone else should be if not in senior secondary school in in university I'm literally the youngest there I'm like is this really my space but the atmosphere of that first meeting was amazing i loved it so so much i loved it and i wanted more i attended the meetings even more and then i came across the abc which stands for the altar boys club for those of you that are not catholics basically an altar boy is someone who um assists assists how many times have i messed up my english in this episode ask her it i'm giving you guys something to laugh because i know it's going to be emotional anyway an altar boy is someone who assists the priest during mass and mass is basically the celebrations that we have on sunday and every other day of the week so yeah um 
So that's basically what it was. In Bemba, they're called Bakampinga. <laughs> I love that word so much. Ah, guys, I love my language. Like, when you think about the translations, the, the English to Bemba translations or some of these things, ah, Bembas, Bembas are unrivaled when it comes to naming things. Anyway, that's besides the point. Back to the story. So, yeah, I became an altar boy and it was even more lovely. I became so committed to being an altar boy. Within less than a year, I was in the executive for that club. And from there, like, I was so passionate about it. Like, genuinely very, very passionate. And it was ironic because I joined the altar boys club at a time where the club was actually dying. There were very few members. For the first year or two, we were only three active members and would serve every single mass on every single day of the week. So we started recruiting new members and it was so much fun. The journey that I had from 2013 and 2017 in regarding my spiritual journey was really, really one of the best times of my life because I got to see, for lack of a better word, the fun side of church and being a Christian. It was so much fun got to meet so many friends who have now become family and just it was a, such a different atmosphere and for the period after 2014 given that whole breakaway that we talked about in the emotional story going to church was like me running away from the drama and finding a second family at church which was so so beautiful for me i loved it so much but the missing thing here was that even though i was so committed to being Christian, so committed to being Catholic and loved going to church every single day, enthusiastic as I was, I don't think I really knew God. It's like, I love this, but I know for a fact there's more to this than I have experienced. And quite frankly, uh, I, 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 I didn't realize what I was looking for until 2020. So let me take us back to 2017. At this point, like, at this point, I'm a veteran in the Altar Boys Club and I'm also a veteran in the youth ministry and I've experienced so much about being Catholic and being Christian that I enjoy it so much. At this point, I guess you can say... I became that person. I became. I started becoming distant from God again, and you, I know I was getting distant when I started using church as an excuse to go meet other people. Don't act like you've never done that before. We've all done that at least once in our lives, where we tell our parents that we're going for the youth meeting or we're going to church, when you know. You're going to make a detour and go meet someone else. We've all done that. But yes, um, if you haven't done that, then kudos to you. I respect that. I, I really do. But yeah, so that's that's what happened with me. And, and for a very long while, that was um, me very literally distancing, my, distancing myself from God without even realizing it. For majority of 2020, I was very distant. Did I say 2020? Sorry, 2018. I was very distant from God. Mm, 2019 came and I was trying to get back into the space of committing to church because I was going to university and stuff, but I still was distant from God. 2020 came and we all know <laughs> about what that year brought. Like, we all know what that year has done for each and every one of us. But... For me personally, 2020 was a year of change for me in more ways than one. And the biggest change was through me rebuilding that relationship with God. And here's the funny story about how that happened. In 2020, I had met a girl who's a very, very amazing person. I think she's one of the best people that I've ever met in my life. And hearing her story, what she's been through in her life and how that how what she had gone through was so overwhelming for her it made me feel like, well damn and I thought I was going through stuff you know, but what was ironic was that 
ideally when someone is going through a hard time especially if they're christian you find yourself distancing yourself from god more because you're questioning yourself like why is this happening to me and stuff like that this person grew closer to god while all this was happening to her and that was so inspiring for me i was like damn that's that's inspiring long story short we started dating and it was a very very interesting relationship in that we were trying to grow spiritually the both of us at the end of the day it didn't really work out but what i'm grateful for the most is it kind of reminded me of how distant i am from god i've i'd been from god at the time and it made me want to fix that like rebuild my own spiritual journey restart my own spiritual journey and get to know god more I did and I'm glad that I did although I feel I, it still felt like I had more to learn cuz I still had that feeling where like I love the fact that I've started my relationship with God again I love the fact that I've started my spiritual journey again but I know for a fact that there's more I know there's more so 2021 hits and this was by far I'm not even going to lie the most amazing year I've had in the 21 years of my living on this earth mostly because of the lessons I learned in that year and the celebrations that I had in that year 2020 not going to lie it's definitely up there as one of my best years um although there was a point in that year where it was so hard for me it was so dark for me it was overwhelming it was genuinely overwhelming and i thought to myself why is this happening to me and then from nowhere i had an epiphany i just started to rethink everything that i had gone through in my life up until that point and when i thought about it all i could remember was the good stuff like even in the bad stuff i was able to remember my rebuttals and comebacks from the those bad moments and how after every bad moment that happened in my life almost immediately something so unbearably good would happen that would make me forget the bad things that had happened and I guess that's contributed to me being a very optimistic and positive person throughout the years but i mean that moment of realization that the only person who is responsible for that is god brought me to tears and i'm not going to lie it was such an enlightening moment in that i felt a huge chip come off my shoulder and i was just so happy like afterwards i became so happy again so joyous like i was celebrating that and every single thing that happened after this was in june of 2021 july august september october november december i was on a roll you guys anyone who knows me has my numbers been viewing my statuses in 2021 every person that i interacted with back in that year knows how much that year contributed to me being the person that i am today it was one of my best years those months that followed after june july august september god jesus ha best months of my life they were so amazing and i appreciate them so much because a lot of what had happened in 2021 actually set a foundation for how my 2022 opportunities and experiences would be I mean quite a right from for the past couple of months the year hasn't gone quite as I hoped but I have no doubt in my mind that this year is going to end up better than 2021 that's just a fact and I affirm that I'm not going to lie ever since that epiphany my relationship with God has been so amazing and it's become and it reached a point where even after that moment so many bad things happened and so many bad things have continued to happen but they've not felt as heavy as they as the as the, as the bad things that happened before that epiphany every bad thing that has happened bad as it was overwhelming as it was i've always had of the feeling 
of knowing that it's gonna come to an end and it's going to be better has stuck with me and has never been stronger and it's just made me feel a whole lot less worried about what the future holds for me because I know for a fact that there are worse things that are coming forward and there are better things that are coming forward and regardless of whatever comes first it's going to end at some point and you're going to live a better life which is why that has become my mantra to live your best life because at the end of the day you're going to go through bad things you're going to go through good things both of those things that are happening to you at the end of the day i feel like i've learned that they all happen to you to contribute to you being the person that you will be you have the choice on how you're going to deal with each of those moments you have 100% control on how you're going to deal with those moments and that's going to determine the type of person that you become genuinely i believe that at the end of the day we all have the rights to live our best lives we all have that freedom to live our best lives and because of that that's the choice that i've made to just live my best life it's not always going to be a good life but i know for a fact that as long as god is with me ah guy me me my life is going to be amazing and i know that for a fact because once i do live this earth once i do go back to god i know for a fact that i will live i will have lived a life where people are going to remember me for the value i added to the world and not for the mistakes that i made so that has been my story my um story of my sexual abuse and my relationship with god and as i wrap up this episode of the concept podcast i just want to say I am so grateful for every single person who has been in my life from the time of I was born. From the friends I met in primary school to the friends I met in secondary school to the friends I've met in university, from the family members that I've gotten to know throughout the years to all the people who have been my best friends and are still my best friends. Every single person that has been in my life has contributed to me being the type of person that I am today and because of that I am eternally grateful for that and beyond that i'm just grateful for an amazing season as well I, to be honest i just did this because like i was i just woke up one day and said you know let me do a podcast i never realized how much people would actually want to listen and actually want to hear different stories on how we can live our best lives the only secret i feel like to living your best life is really making that choice and so that's what this podcast aims to do to help us navigate this thing called life and see how we can live it to the best of our potential that's all i want for this podcast that's all i want for you who's listening and that's all i want for myself and for everyone that's been a part of my life cuz that's what we all deserve at the end of the day we all deserve to live our best lives i want to say thank you as well to the guests that i've had on the show from Lengwe being the first person I'm so happy that Lengwe was the first person on my podcast to Joshua Antoella to Jito Kayumba to Tokozani Mike Z Chilu Wangani yo like I'm not going to lie I never really thought that this would ha- this would be how the podcast would be starting cuz I cuz this is just season 1 season 2 3 4 5 6 7 8 9 guys This this podcast is going to grow. This podcast is going to do a lot for each and every one of us. For me personally, this podcast has also been a place of safety where I can come out and share myself and allow myself to be vulnerable to you people, which is something that I appreciate. I'm so grateful for each and every one of you. I love each and every one of you. And yeah, this has been the Concept Podcast. Season 1 it's in the history books we've wrapped up and I'm so thankful. I'm not going to lie. I feel like if I was to rate my episodes cuz I feel like I need to rate my episodes to be honest. I feel like 
my top three favorite episodes from this season let me know as well let me know which episodes were your favorite from this season i want to know for me personally i feel like my favorite was the one on bullying because it's still the most listened to episode to date the second one would be the one with jito kayumba and the third one would be the one with tokozani Mike Z, Chilo, and Wangani. Those, 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 those are my top three episodes because I feel like I had my most fun doing all those. So yeah, I can't believe I've just finished my first season, guys. First season of the Concept Podcast. Ten episodes should be ten, ten or eleven. But I'm not gonna lie, it's been amazing. It's really, really been amazing. Make sure you leave a comment if you want. Subscribe to the channel if you're listening on Anchor spotify i don't think it's on spotify yet i don't know apple Podcasts or google Podcasts. make sure you listen in and share this episode with as many people as you can there's i feel like each and every one of us have a, have a role to play in contributing to this place to the world and the community being a better place so let's spread love and kindness and yeah make sure you share this episode with everyone enjoy the rest of your weekend enjoy the rest of your week have a blissful blissful 2022 and i will see you in season two in about a month or two from now i don't know yet but just know that season two is coming so yeah this has been i don't want to i don't want to close the episode but i have to I'm so dead. I'm literally so dead. I really feel like I need to close this, but I'm I I just don't want to. But no, I have to. <laughs> I have to I have to end the episode. It's already an hour long. So yeah. Thank you so much for listening, everybody. Thank you so much for the support. Thank you so much to every single person that has been a part of my life. Has been and is a part of my life. I really appreciate you. You have been a huge part of my life and i appreciate that so so much thank you and remember to always live your best life peace